You're listening to the Joy Junkie Show podcast, episode 053. You can find information on anything referenced in this episode at thejoyjunkie.com slash 53. You're listening to The Joy Junkie Show, your source for getting your shit together in love and life. Wouldn't it suck if I really talk like that? I'm Mr. Smith. I'll be hanging out on the show with you guys. So without further ado, here's your host, life coach, speaker, all-around badass, just happens to be my beautiful bride, Amy E. Smith. Yeah, the Joy Junkie <laughs> Show. And we're back. And we're back. <laughs> <laughs> hey, baby. Hi, honey. How are you? I'm doing really good. How's doing that really arm good. feeling? It, you know, it's recovering very nicely. Way easier, better, faster, stronger than any of the other process I went through. Oh, I know. Way better. I'm so grateful for that. I'm just so grateful that you're comfortable. Yeah. It's so great. Yeah. It's just a matter of uh, keeping my mind in check. Yeah. You know, knowing that there's still a lot of healing to go. Just because I feel good doesn't mean that it's healed. Right. You know? Right. Yeah. Anyway. Hello, so. junkies. Hey, guys. Uh, so happy to have you here. Thanks for hanging out with us on the show. Uh, if you've been with us for a while, you'll know we typically jump back and forth between life topics and love topics. So this week, we actually have a topic that I hear constantly from my community, from my clients, uh, classes, and this actually came through the suggestion, podcast suggestion from audience members, and it is five steps to manifesting meaningful friendships. So we're going to jump into that today hmm. and talk about how the hell do we create friendships in our lives that are that are rich and meaningful as an adult. You Nobody know? wants to play with me. Nobody wants to play. <laughs> So, yeah, so that's what we're going to talk about today. But as you know, we like to, you know, kind of warm up the mics a little bit. And we had an incident happen this oh, week. Oh, my God. That I was like, this is going straight to shoot the shit. <laughs> so if you don't know, these little intro segments that we do on the show where we spend a little time talking about things that absolutely don't matter at all. We call it the shoot the shit segment. So um, here we go. So the other day, you know, we're we're just sitting on the couch and and I Well, first of all, let me just say I, I had uh, taken the dogs for a walk. I came back in the house and I'm sitting on the couch and I kept smelling like burnt broccoli or you, you know how that Brussels sprout smell that, you know, kind of smells like poop. Yeah. And you're like, oh, man, where's that coming from? And I'd get a whiff of it and then it'd go away and then I'd get another whiff and and then, right. and then you came and sat down next to me on the couch, and I'm like, do you smell that? And I was like, it smells, something smells kind of like poo. Yeah. She's like, do you smell farts? Do you, do, are you farting? What's up? And then, so then I'm like, I wonder if there's like a rogue poo, like around here somewhere. That We're the, looking around the, the couch. Dogs, the dogs pooped in the corner or something. And nope. None no, there. Nothing there. And then we... And then we kept going like, there it is again. There's I just smell. Oh I just God. got it. <laughs> is it the shirt? Smell the shirt. And then I and I was like, there's not there's something not right about that shirt. <laughs> <laughs> and we both kept going, yeah, there's something not is something not right about the shirt. So then so we keep talking and just hanging out. He takes his shirt off and I'm like I was like, Yeah, I'm taking this shirt off. It stinks. And I throw the shirt and then that instigates Bianca to start being playful. This is one of our dogs. Yeah. 
So she starts wanting to play, and she's jumping around. So I get down on the ground and start playing with her, and you say. And I look over, and I'm like, honey, is that a bag of poos strapped to your waist? (laughs) (laughs) And, And I was like, oh, my God. So he had taken the dogs for a walk, and like a responsible pet owner had, you know, used the doggy scoop up bags. Yep. Picked up the bag and then, like, put the the top of the bag, like, kind of folded it over into the side of his waistband to, like, so he could go throw it away. Right. Forgets to throw it away. And sat on it (laughs) for about 35, 40 minutes. Something not right about that shirt, baby. Something not right. (laughs) So now what do you call me? Like. So then I've been saying, like, um, calling him a poo packer. Poo poo smuggler. (laughs) Poo packer. I've been getting it all. I deserve it. <laughs> anyway. Uh, like bag of poo and just laughing about that. Too funny. So. It was, I mean, it was poo punny. Stop it. <laughs> oh, my God. I can't think of anything fast enough. To yeah, retort. right. <laughs> yeah. Was, I blew you away with my intellect and wit. <laughs> oh, a battle of wits, I see. <laughs> oh, my God. So, yeah. So, we're always looking for funny things in our life to share with you <laughs> that embarrassing was, really that was the end of the that day. was actually perfect that would have been a perfect thing for them to do on modern family this is we're oh, we're yeah. newly obsessed with modern family if you guys haven't ever i seen know it. i've never seen episodes i'm like having a marathon here yeah it's great it's great. pretty fun yeah so anyway let's yeah. talk about some shit that actually does matter yes let's talk about content juice beef meat yeah yeah or Faux meat. Oh, right. Sure. Whatever. Or vegetables. Gluten-free. We're, we're, <laughs> this is what happens when we do the pod too late in the day. That's right. We are not even drinking, you guys. But we... <laughs> it's a little Maybe chippy. Maybe we should. I don't... It's a little chippy. It's <laughs> a little chippy. <laughs> we're a little touch and go. Oh, my God. We're a little touch and go. All right. So we're going to talk about five steps <laughs> to manifesting meaningful friendships. And um, I think there's this, this funny thing that happens where... As we grow up, you know, in our in our youth and our adolescence, and then sometimes even oftentimes into our college years, we kind of have this these built in friendship sources, and we you it, it it's very it's more uncommon to see children who don't have friends. Like when you're young, you just you have this friendship system. So anything that you have in common, if it's sports or it's drama or it's, you know, cheerleading or yearbook or whatever, we kind of have these sources where we connect with people and then you just kind of adopt the friendship. And because we're not as evolved in our youth, typically, it's not as imperative that we're connected with people who vibe on the same level as us. It's like a common interest is good enough when you're younger. Right. You know, same thing even in college oftentimes. So, but what I do find a lot, and I'm assuming this will be the case if you listen to this show, um, for people who end up really on a path of personal development or growth, they kind of wake up one day and realize that they don't have an awesome tribe of people or a support structure or what I always refer to as like-minded spirits. Yeah. Yeah. And, and then you kind of, then the second step of that, the second part of that thought process is like, well, how the hell do I find them? Mm. You know, there's certain things that 
you know, if we, <laughs> that we want in our life that, that are really laid out step by step. You know, you want to finish your degree. Okay, here's the steps that you go through. You want to, you know, buy a home. Here's the steps that you go through. You save and then you do blah, blah, blah. But if you want something like a soulmate or new friendships, it's like what are your steps to make that materialize? You know, it, it's not concretely actionable. And that's so, what we're going over today? Yeah. So, oh, okay, so I'm going cool. to spill some knowledge on you. This is all new content for me. Yeah, this might, you might learn a thing or two <laughs> there, Mr. Smith. Uh, so the first thing I want you guys to look at, so first, the first step is to really take an inventory of what is, like what is around you right now. Because something that I do see very commonly for people in their uh, 30s and 40s primarily, once you get in your 50s, I find that if people are really locked down, often really locked down with meaningful players in their life right uh but sometimes earlier you get stuck in historical friendships and what i mean by that is it served you 10 years ago 20 years ago and you you're you stay locked in that friendship not because it really is a, a benefit in your life or that you build each other up or that it's really a best choice you just have history and you feel guilty for the relationship changing in any way mm-hmm. like you owe it the length of your life because you've already invested so many years. So the first step Interesting. is to kind of take look around you and start taking a little inventory of the key players in your life and particularly in the area of your friendships. Like who can you confide in? Who are the people who who really do champion you, applaud you? And there was... Uh, an analogy that I heard years ago and it really rung true for me around relationships and it was to compare your life to that of your bank account like if you were to equate your life oh yeah uh, and I might have mentioned this ages ago yeah I've heard this one before uh, if you were to equate your life to a bank account think about the people in your life are they either uh contributing like making deposits Deposits, in your life or are they withdrawing yeah and so a lot of times we can look around and we can go and that that's a really great way to kind of size up who are the takers and who are the contributors uh and a lot of times we'll look around and go my god i'm depositing in all these other people's accounts and i feel like everybody in my life is just constantly withdrawing but the, the the thing to recognize right now is you're allowing that and how much more important is our life than even our money and our finances? Sure. Like it's way more important. Absolutely. Our energy, our space, like who we're surrounding ourselves. Our life is more important than our money. You know, it's it just is. So, and, and we would never tolerate people in our lives just constantly withdrawing from our account. Like, oh yeah, I just took a little more, I took a little more, I took a little more. Yeah, would you do business with that person? No. No. So why do we feel like our time and energy is less important than our finance? You know, it's right. just as important. So the ideal scenario, in my opinion, is that we have one in which we are always depositing. So And so that if somebody were to withdraw at some point, it wouldn't be a big deal because you've created a relationship in which I'm always depositing into your account, you're always depositing into mine, and it's this one of, re- of reciprocity, right. and we're not – not robbing anybody dry. It's all abundant. It's all gift. So you balance your friendship book. 
You do? Yes. <laughs> it's your balance sheet. <laughs> so that's a great way to just kind of start looking at where am I, where am I being kind of like sucked dry? So the first step is going to be eliminations or scaling down. Okay. So some of these, these people in your life, you might not be able to go cold turkey, like just stop talking altogether, but you might be able to maybe not get together quite as often, not come to their rescue quite as often, maybe not call quite as often. It's about making the conscious choice of what you do with your time and energy. And so much of the time we're just on autopilot and we just think, well, that's how it's always been. So Mm -hmm. we always get together on every Friday night or we always get together once a month or we, you know, we always do carpool with our kids or whatever. And you just think you have to stay locked in these friendships that aren't serving you. So that's the first step. Where can you start eliminating or scaling down? That's always the first step. Because what happens is if we're saying energetically to the universe or God or whoever you believe in, you're saying, here's what I would like to attract to my life, but I'm going to show you that I don't really mean it by cluttering up my space, by keeping all these people in it who I don't really want around or who I'm, it's all based off, off of fear and guilt. Mm. That's not a good motivator. It's not a good energy signal to attract what you want. Yeah. So part of your job, part of your task is deciding what is in service of you and what's not and what you can do to start uh, diminishing that in your life a little bit. All right. I like it. And you don't have to be an ass. You don't have, you, you don't have to be, you, it's not, not all friendships warrant like a big come to Jesus, I'm severing this relationship type of thing. Right. Ass and, optional. What? Ass optional. It, oh, like you can be an ass? Yeah. It's, is it, that, it's ass optional. <laughs> That could be misconstrued as so many other yes, things. Yes, yes. I'm just sorry. Just like a poo packer. Just oh, like a poo packer. There you go. That, which can also be misconstrued. <laughs> All right. All right. Sorry, I digress. <laughs> the second step is to declare it. And this really is a fundamental aspect of law of attraction. And I'm not going to, you know, you guys know, I don't like to get <clears throat> super involved in that because I'm not an authority on it. But I do feel like there, there's just a real basic... Uh, power in getting out of your own mind with your desires and actually saying them audibly and writing them down and getting really clear on what you want. Right. So it makes no sense to be like, uh, to say that you want to call this into your life and you're not even really sure why or what that exactly looks like. So what do you want? Do you want one best friend? Do you want like a community that you want to be a part of? Get it out on paper, write it down. Like if you were to to say, these are the qualities that I want in a friendship, like write them all down. How would they be? Would they be spiritually evolved? Would they be a same level of education? Would they have children so that you guys could have, you know, time with your kids together? Would they, you know, just write all the things that you would ideally love to attract to your world. Why? Because that at least crystallizes your vision. So you're clear on what you want. Mm-hmm. And then it gives you a barometer of what you can accept or reject in your life. So if you meet somebody new, let's say, and right off the bat, it, their integrity is really questionable. And if you hadn't done this exercise, you might be like, ah, it's okay. Let's keep hanging out. Let's keep hanging out. But if you've already given yourself this list, this baseline, you already know, like, no, that's that. I don't want to spend time cultivating this relationship if, 
they're already a detriment to my life right. based off of what they value or don't value. Right. Red flags, you know. Yeah, listen to them. Right. Listen to that. Third thing, get into inspired action, like do something. And I want to give you uh, an example of how this manifested in my life quite a few years ago and how I how I created an incredible group of like-minded spirits in my world. Like we just we just actually had a birthday celebration for me last night and I was so touched. Yeah, it was fun. How many incredible humans I have in my world who I can have rich conversations with who in in different areas of my life, yep. you know. And I'm just really, really grateful. But that has not always been the case. Right. So a handful of years ago, I kind of woke up one day. And when I say that, I mean just like it be- I became aware that I had one really, really close friendship. And it was one where I, I felt supported, but it didn't always feel very reciprocal. Like I felt like I was always giving tons of advice and, and being there for this person. But I didn't always feel like... I felt like I got a cheerleader all the time, but not necessarily somebody who said, uh, I think you're selling yourself short here or right. I call called, bullshit. Called you on it, yeah. Which is what I need. Right. Because I'm so strong like that. You know, I really need somebody who's who can match that. And um, so I looked around and I kind of said, all right, here is what I want. This is my declaration to the universe. I want to call to myself like-minded spirits. Did my little list. These are the things that I would really like to attract to myself, blah, blah, blah. Did my eliminations. At the time, I was hanging out with a group of friends who were getting involved in things that I really, really didn't want to associate with. And I kind of made the choice to slightly just kind of not be available. I just kind of stopped going to the functions, Mm -hmm. you know, all the get togethers. And I just decided, okay, I need to do my part and stop nurturing friendships that aren't rewarding and aren't fulfilling. So I did my eliminations. And then I got into inspired action. And all that means is that you start doing things that sound fun to create the manifestation of what you're looking for. So when you're when you're going for new friendships, we don't know really how. We don't we can't really see the how necessarily. Like how are they going to come into my world? So all you can really go with are the things that you know. So for me, the inspired action at the time was Okay, well, something that I can do that's in my power. Uh, At the time, I was involved with uh, a really incredible fitness community. And I would go to these fitness camps every every summer. And so I thought, you know what? I know that a lot of them value personal development. I might find some like-minded spirits at the gym where they all go to. So I decided to get a gym membership. Right. I remember that. uh, And the point is, is it has to be a hell yes. If you're thinking like you know what, I could actually go play bingo at my local, you know, community center and that sounds like I want to pull all my teeth out one by one. That's not inspired action. <laughs> right. Or I can go to a bar or I can go to a PTA meeting or if it if it sounds like a, ugh, then that's not the action to take. Right. The point is to go do things that sound like, yeah, that lights my spirit on fire. That sounds awesome. And you have to let go of the how. That's number four. I think that, well, just to play off of that, like that's in, in high school and college, you know, you are on yearbook or in your mathletes or you're, you play basketball or whatever and you cultivate friendships through those. 
Right. You're doing the, things that are a hell yes. Because they're interests of yours. Right. Right? So it's similar here. You know, you might find somebody that has the same interests and has a like-minded mindset. Absolutely. And for many <clears throat> of us, what we have in common with the people in our world is we work with them. Right. You know, and uh, oftentimes in different businesses or wherever you work, you're not around a bunch of people who have the same passion necessarily. You might be like, we all just kind of ended up here. Right, right. So that's where you have to start taking action to get around people who, who have shared passions and interests. Um, so... So, the, so that that was the third one. Get into inspired action. And then the fourth piece is don't be attached to the how. So for instance, when I was out, you know, taking these classes at the gym and stuff, instead of going like, ooh, I bet that's a friend, I bet that's a friend, I bet that's a friend, or I have to make friendships here. This right. is this is how it's going to happen. It's been decided. And be and it's like manhandling. It's like uh it's like when you're dating somebody and you want to force them to be the one. <laughs> okay. Or, or they're like a project, and you're like, I can work on them. I right. can make them become my soulmate. Right, right. I think another Except thing to keep in mind it. is, you know, just like all the people that were at that table for your birthday celebration, all of them uh, contribute something to your life in a different way, and you to them. So you just like you say about not looking for every single thing in a spouse, there might be something that you get from your girlfriends or your guy friends or yeah. whatever. Here's another example. Don't look for everything in one person. Yes. You know, just find the qualities that you like about that person and see if it's someone that you'd like to spend more time with. It, I, the only caveat that I would put around that is as long as the things that you have in common are, are really rich and the things that you don't have in common aren't a deal breaker. Aren't deal breakers, right. So what sure. I mean by that is like, let's say you are really like a devout uh, Catholic and and you love knitting. And so you meet this amazing other fellow knitter at like a knitting club who happens to be Atheist. Wiccan or a <laughs> Satanist or something like that. And so right. hanging out and discussing knitting might be awesome, but because of who you are on these other elements, it would be a huge conflict. Too far away, yeah. Too, too much of a strain. Sure. So... But yeah, that great point, baby. Um, so yeah, let go of the how and just enjoy whatever action you're taking, wh wherever you're going. And um, you know, a, a term that I'll use a lot, and I have one of my best friends and colleagues, we use it all the time, and it's hell yes, hell no. And it, the, the concept is, if it's not a hell yes, it's a hell no. I mean, it's a very simple, and it's a way to gauge, does this action feel like a positive choice for me. Yeah. So if you're thinking like, well, I could join PTA or I could join Toastmasters or I could go to this class and you're like, mm, it's not a hell yes, it's a hell no. Right. So you want to find actions that are a hell yes for you. For me, going to the gym was. We had neighbors who moved in at the same time and um, it was both the the ones on the end and the I'm talking to Mr. Smith like you guys have any idea what I'm talking about so our our neighbors on on different sides of our condos and and you know I kind of initiated some stuff and it just didn't really go anywhere and so we kind of let that die but it it was a hell yes at the time and then it didn't go anywhere so let it go yeah. wasn't attached to it wasn't right. gonna make them be our friends so the final piece the number five 
is to actually jump on opportunities to speak up and invite, offer and invite. So the really interesting thing that happened, and this is where I think the LOA, Law of Attraction piece, the universal energy happens. The very fascinating thing for me during that time is all of my inspired actions did not yield the results. That none of that, none of the things that I did brought me friendships. But the universe delivered them to me in other ways that I wasn't expecting. Mm, For instance. At the time, thank you, nice, (laughs) (laughs) nice, seamless. Um, At the time, I did a random makeup job that I absolutely didn't, I wasn't doing at the time, you know, and I was really vehement about not doing any makeup jobs anymore. That's, it was my career of past that I love to say I'm retired from. And I ended up meeting one of my very best friends there. She sat in my makeup chair and we became great friends. Uh, Right at the same time, my mom ran into one of my childhood friends. Oh, yeah. And we ended up cultivating a relationship, getting back in touch. And, you know, we're still close to this day. I volunteered to work at my uh, coaching alma mater as a volunteer, you know, to to go back through as an assistant, go back through all the curriculum as an assistant. That's where I met Andrea Owen, who you guys many of you guys know is my best friend fellow um, coach fellow coach and entrepreneur and has been a monumental influence in my life last year uh, this even recently I I wasn't even calling it forth to myself oh at the time oh there was another time actually uh, where I did a speaking engagement and met you know Alana and Alana's actually been on the pod you guys might have heard her she was another one and the The fifth one, jump on the opportunities and speak up. In all of those scenarios that I just shared with you, I had a very strong feeling intuitively that those people I needed to stay connected with. So that's when I really was more um, proactive and said, we should get lunch. Mm-hmm. Or mm-hmm. I, and, and the way I work is I just tell them, like, I feel really convicted. that You're we, my friend. Yeah, you, we need to be friends. <laughs> we need to be friends. And so I'm a little more forthright and blunt about it. And I remember Andrea, <laughs> Andrea and I were <clears throat> at our coaching, you know, retreat. And I'm bawling. I'm like a big mess at the end. And it's totally like a come to Jesus kumbaya moment at the end where we all talk about, our experiences of the weekend and and I'm just crying and I'm like I've just been really wanting to call people into my life who are like-minded spirits and I feel like you've just been delivered to me and it's been such a great you know and she was kind of we always joke that I'm the girl and she's the total dude in the relationship like just looking at me blank stare like that's funny I like you too yeah nice you're you're good people so I'm definitely not saying that that's the avenue for everybody you know because I'm always I just him my mom always said you never have to wonder what Amy's thinking right and that's what I have always done that's what works for me Alana I was like I'm pretty sure we need to be like best friends right so I initiated Mm -hmm. and so for you it might just be sending an email sending a Facebook request saying hey that was a really fun time would you want to grab coffee or it was great talking to you the other day at the gym or um, would you would you be up for playing racquetball next week or whatever yeah. but actually initiating instead of just running around in your mind going like yeah that they they're they're probably cool 
You know, something that's uh, kind of coming up for me in this five steps is, you know, it's very important to take the first step before you take the fifth, mm. you know, because the first step is clearing that space mm-hmm. because, you know, if, if you're like me, you don't have a lot of time right. to cultivate things. You, you know, you've matter. got many other things that are happening in your life. So when you have that friendship time, you want it to be, you know, rich, rich. Exactly. So if you can clear that time out of your schedule and out of your life a little bit, the ones that are just taking the withdrawals, then you can start really initiating the um, and cultivating the like-minded ones that you do want. You That's know? a great point. That's a really great point because I remember getting to that place and feeling like I had to take a real strong stand for my time and energy mm-hmm. and to just go, mm-hmm. I don't have the time anymore in my life to waste on things that are not light on friendships that aren't lighting me up and fulfilling me. Right. And that that's a huge piece because if you are finding, like we mentioned earlier, that you're holding on to these friendships because of guilt and fear, then that is inevitably leaving you unfulfilled because those mm-hmm. are not fulfilling feelings right. to have. Right. So it's about getting really powerful and strong about I value my time and energy so much that I refuse to spend it in ways that are not lighting me up anymore. Like I just refuse. So there's a part of it yeah. that's like a throwdown. Like, yeah, no, <laughs> I value my time. Right. right. Um, yep. And uh, it's funny because we've we've even done this with couples, with people that you and I want to start hanging out with. Like we always joke about our friends, um, Patrick and Nicole. Mm-hmm. And... We met them. It was, it was. I met them through a wedding that I officiated. We ended. Shout up, out to the Schmackles. Yeah. Oh yeah. We have a celebrity name now. By the way, <laughs> we call ourselves the Schmackles because we we blended Mackle and Smith or Smackles. It'd be Smackles. Smackles. Yeah. That's, right, that's right. That's right. Got to get it right for the tabloids. <laughs> But uh, so we we totally had just like an online. Oh, we're Facebook friends. Oh, I met you at a random event type of thing. Nothing nothing deep or anything at all and I saw them on Instagram a couple of times doing things that I was like that is so us Mm -hmm. and so finally I just said that's it on Instagram we need to get together this is ridiculous we need to get together and so that was the initiating part right and then when we went out with them it was very clear these are people who we want to spend our time with. Right. I think for, you know, for, for you, that's an easy process. For some people, that might be a little bit harder. Like, uh, it's like uh, the eighth grade dance. Yeah. You know, like seeing the people, the person on the other side of the room that you want to dance with and not getting the guts to go do it. You just have to get the guts to do it, you know, just. And you got to do it in a way yourself. that feels right to yeah, you. Yeah, exactly. You know, yeah. obviously mine is very forthright. Right. Yours might be a little more subtle. <laughs> and, you know, but you can only get more subtle. <laughs> <laughs> a little bit more yeah. subtle. You know, but again, like just a quick text or Facebook comment or um something where you're actually initiating. Because what I what I see really commonly 
and you might have this right now as you're listening to this, is I will talk to people about this, like clients or classes or whatever, and I'll say, think about people right now who you've met in your life that you thought, yeah, they're really kind of cool. We should get together, and you never do. And you do. never do, yeah. You never even say anything. Right. Every time I have brought this up, people have gone, you know what? There was this one person at this one thing. Mm-hmm. I should give them a call. I'm like, then fucking do it. Right. Right. Almost everybody has that connection somewhere that they just need to take action on and not be a lazy ass right. about. That's the famous, we should get together sometime. Yeah, let's do that sometime. And, and then, then nothing ever happens. And the point is, that's great to say when it's somebody who you're like, you don't really, okay. You might right. not You might not want to get right, together right, with right, them right, right, necessarily. Right. Sure. The point is when, it, when you feel that connection, when you're like, that's a good human. That's a good human. Like I would really like more of that person's energy. That's when you continue on. Sure. That's when you don't ignore it. It's right there in your face. So five steps to manifesting that meaningful friendship. Take that inventory, look at what is, start making some eliminations or scaling down, declare it, decide what you want, write it down, get really clear, crystallize it. Third, take some inspired action, do things that are a hell yes. Fourth, don't be attached to the how. Don't feel like you have to control and um, and for some of you, this might be the hardest part. Like cr- making somebody be a friend, you know? <laughs> yeah. And I've definitely fallen into that before. And then the fifth, jump on the opportunities. Speak up. Invite. Offer and invite. Take some action on that. So I would love to hear from you if if this was helpful for you. Um, I do feel like there is a huge element of uh, the universe seeing that you are doing your part and giving you what you desire. Right. Even if it's not from the sources that you've sought, sought out. Exactly. Like you were saying. And that was a huge, that for me is a belief. That for me, I believe that that's what's happening. I don't have any factual evidence to tell me so. Right. But I believe that if I go out and do my part and do things that intuitively feel amazing to me, that I'm divinely cared for and that the universe will uh, deliver those things that I've placed on order. Nice. So anyway. 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 Oh, before we wrap up, I did want to mention to you guys, starting tomorrow, June 5th, <laughs> for six days, through to and including the 10th, uh, I'm doing a summer sale in the junkie Whoa. shop. So all of my products, all my digital courses on relationships and life stuff, Whoa. everything through self-love revolution which is my collaborative project with andrea who i've mentioned um we're doing a half off sale everything summer half off sale i usually do it twice a year um but it's a great way to get an awesome value on home study stuff so if you dig this kind of thing where you you do well listening to audio lessons and things like this that's mainly the format that i have all my products in 50 percent off 50% Is is this where I'm supposed to chime in and say, you're killing me, Amy. Oh, my God. I hate that. (laughs) No, it isn't. To answer your question. No, okay. okay. We'll fix that in post. It's a good thing I didn't say it, though. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. So, so yeah, if if you've been liking the stuff that you hear uh, on the air, I've got tons of rich content 
and and lessons uh, available in home study programs both related to life and love so you can cruise by the joyjunkie.com slash shop starting tomorrow and you can see everything that'll be half off nice. so, but you have to jump on it because it's only six days and if you're on you know my mailing list you'll hear about it so jump on the line get jump on the line baby <laughs> so as always we would love to hear from you when you're over cruising through the shop you can swing by the podcast page let us hear from you we always greatly appreciate hearing from hearing from you and learning what you want to know about absolutely you know, it gives me great fodder for uh future parties future pods yeah and I think that's about it. Oh, iTunes reviews, always welcome. Thank you to those who have done so. And I think that's about it. Here is to loving and living your most badass life. Mr. and Mrs. Smith, out. Out.